Episode 2 of the PVE Podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Sean. Let's jump into it. There was a bunch of stuff how, this week. How many Marvel characters are going to be in this? So, playable? Yeah. I think six. This is, this is not Lego Marvel superheroes where no. you can play all... 130. <laughs> no, no. This is, I mean, this is like a, I mean, Square Enix is a, a specific, they're making that Spider-Man game, the, the, the Insomniac Spider-Man game, right? Like they're making an Avengers equivalent, but it's not going to be like, Whoa, wait, are you talking about the, oh, okay. They're doing the equivalent. Just yeah. Like, okay. Right. So inso- that's but the reason the level and degree that Spider-Man was, well, it's not going to be open world. It's not focusing on one character in one area, like right, like so. This one is so going to be a more linear game. Yes, yeah. Somebody was saying that it was MMO too. MMO type Destiny two. Well, Do I you remember that. Well, I think that's because that's what those co op those co op missions, right? Like so, like okay, I, I don't think like it, there's not like a hub where like you're just going to see all these random players running around, right? Like it's going to be single player your hub and then when you want to do these like cooperative missions you can go in and you can either from what i understood you can go in solo and then it'll just ai the other um heroes that you go with you i mean you get to pick you know if no other if you're not playing with other people um or you can play with your friends right i mean it's up to four people per co-op mission Mm -hmm. and then um or maybe you can play with strangers i didn't i I, probably you can it's probably the same as Destiny, where if you start a mission, you can just hop in. Yeah, I think it's the same idea. But um, but I don't know. I think that you're playing as... Based off the trailers, Cap is dead. So I think you're only playing as... And Thor killed him from what... Based, right, on accident, right? That. Or Cap... Well, because uh, if you watch the very first one where it shows the, the very first trailer that came out, where the helicarrier that Cap was on, I think Thor had to destroy it, but to prevent more casualties mm-hmm. and cap got like stuck in there. Um, I have to go back and rewatch that one, but I mean, so the, the playable characters are going to be Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, black widow and Kamala, who's Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's five, but I think that, I think they've mentioned, at least I haven't seen, but I think they mentioned that there might be other playable characters. It might be DLC. Maybe. Um, and there's also, uh, but then there's also a lot of other Marvel characters in the game. Like I saw Nick Fury. I mean, Modok is a big villain. Not playable. Not playable. But I'm just talking about in the game itself. But the main playable: Black Widow, Thor, Hulk, Hulk. Captain Marvel, whoever the stretch is. Miss Marvel. Or Miss. It's different. They're different. Miss Marvel okay. and Iron are. Man. Of course, they are different. Um, Miss Marvel. Who is the stretchy? Oh, that's Miss Marvel. She's in. Yeah, she's in Human. She's one of the Inhumans. Inhumans, yes. Okay. So based off what the game is doing, right, is that first initial attack where Cap died was, it looks like it was all part of MODOK's plan. Um, And then like this, like, it turned San Francisco into like a quarantine zone because there was like this like gas attack or something. And it triggered all these Inhuman powers, Mm -hmm. which of course the Inhumans are not so far off from the mutants. Whereas like... The Inhumans were like, it's not like a gene. It's like a, like mutants are born with that like mutant gene, right? That gives them power. The Inhumans were like, it was given to them. But they're the alien. Kree. They, right. Yeah. So they're human that were 
trigger like, human-ish. Human, I think they were like experimented on by the Kree. Okay. So like they were human that were given these abilities, but it has to be triggered. And so this attack triggers it. Um, is that what, I mean, I know that's what MODOK looks like. When you were talking MODOK, I saw a somebody who was speaking in the game that did not look yeah, like so MODOK at all. He, I don't know all of MODOK's story. So I think at some point, I think he looked like a dude, like a normal human being. And at some point, based off of like stuff that he does to himself or just turned into one he, big He turns brain. into just a giant head that yeah. just floats. So I don't know if that's the route they're going in the game or not. But I know that a lot of his story, like his backstory is playing a factor into this. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, I mean, it's just that Modoc and aim, which is the company he works like he owns and used that like created. They're like, they're given like world safety powers now. Right. Like the Avengers are considered like, like terrorists, like, like they failed. Like it's their fault. Like all the stuff that went wrong was their fault. Yeah. So then aim steps in and like, they're actually, utilizing the inhumans powers to like slowly take over the world yeah um and then it's miss marvel kamala she comes in and starts to realize that this is like what's going on so then she tracks down the avengers to like get them back together um i don't know i think the story itself i think it'll be cool um they're focusing a lot on the comics i i liked that i Mm -hmm. liked how they're trying to stay true to the comics and the special abilities from the from the heroes are mm-hmm. come coming straight from the, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do from Hulk because he just does one thing. Uh, for the most part, yes. I mean, he's got like that thunderclap, right? Like that thing is pretty cool. Yeah. He claps and just like it just wipes out whatever's in the front of him. The shockwave. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. Now, when I was watching the, the combat, every time that I watch an E3 video on a specific game, Whoever's playing that game or whoever's recording, whoever's playing the game, they've been playing mm-hmm. it so long that they're so good at the game that they don't get affected. Right? Yeah. Somebody can go through a sneak stage on The it, Last of Us right. and be able to go through those hordes of clickers easily. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. <laughs> this guy was getting tossed around. You, did you watch that combat? You talk about when uh, the Thor gameplay. He was doing the yeah. Thor gameplay. He was getting tossed around. He just mm-hmm. wasn't adequately showing how good you could be at the game. It just, but which I think, I think he, is kind I, of funny and, and at the same time it just looks. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I there was a couple of times where I was like, why do you get caught? Like why? <laughs> like why are you getting smacked so much? Just <laughs> yeah. back off. But um, but I think that they were trying to show like they were trying to show off every aspect of the game. Maybe I feel like there's a reason behind it, right? Yeah. But or maybe there's not. Maybe he just they got just Joe Schmo who's not that great at playing games and they're like hey can you just, just play through this mission real quick and just show off some stuff but um I don't know Thor specifically his gameplay looked fun to me like throwing the hammer around you can like pin people with the hammer did you see that yeah there was there was an issue that I had though because Square Enix mm-hmm. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. they know fluidity of combat mm-hmm. whether it's with the hack and slash anime type games right I didn't see a lot of fluidity in this game. I didn't see going from one combo to the other and just wrecking people as Thor. I will say that they did not show that off in the gameplay trailer that well. I'll agree with you. But if you watched, they had a combat reveal. Like, they just showed off, like, the skill tree and some other aspects. Um, I saw a lot more combinations in that that uh, I thought looked cooler. Like, that, it seemed to show the fluidity. I, I like the tag team. 
yeah when the tag you're team is cool enemies mm-hmm. um yeah. but as far as fluidity goes it, i would be interested to see if if this combat shows how you can go up against a just one enemy type mm-hmm. and just be able to take it out in one combo without being without being interrupted i don't know i mean we'll see i mean i think that I think though that what they I think what they had to do though with each hero right is like they had to make like a generic system and then you were able to f- create based off those skill trees right like you're able to kind of upgrade the skills that you want to upgrade to play your because the way you play how Hulk, you prefer yeah right. they were saying how you yeah. play is different is every good, right quote unquote every Hulk's gonna be different right and and obviously there's a limit to that right but i'm saying like the idea is that like you'll be able to there's lots of different play styles yes yeah. that's, that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing that they were trying to get across like some people like that dude threw his hammer a lot in the gameplay as thor I, I that's what i thought so he was playing similar to an not an iron man style but it, he was playing more of a support style ranged yeah thor. like throwing around and stuff like that and then i think as thor though for me like i'm gonna be much more aggressive like i'm gonna be wanting to hit people around and like that kind of stuff um the hammer throw that locks onto different enemies. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how many you can hit because when it was the first Thor and he was in the, I can't remember which planet it was, but it was the planet where Loki was born. Oh, Niflheim. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. He he threw one hammer and it just went through a hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's not a hundred enemies, but if you can throw a hammer through ten just to see the bounce go all over the place. Oh yeah. It doesn't have to kill all of them, but if you can just see the effect of bouncing around and then coming back to you. And then if you're in the air, it comes back to you. You go down, you slam on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But I only saw two. Yeah. I think three the most. Maybe you can upgrade it more. Maybe it's a matter of, uh, like it's maybe it's gonna be more on you, like location. Yeah, like maybe it could you be, have lim- to... it could be limitations. It could be, maybe they just don't want to make you overpowered. Maybe. Um, but, uh, I don't know though. I mean, like, there's also other aspects. Like, uh, I gotta correct myself. I think it's Jotunheim. It's one of those two. Up. I got confused. Jotunheim just sounds like a Irish pub. Well, well no, it's definitely uh, a Viking realm. Um, but uh, the other aspects, though, it's like they're gonna introduce like gear. Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Okay. Uh, gear perks and artifacts is what they had mentioned, and these are supposed to like. I don't know which one does what, but it'll increase your power, your abilities. It'll strengthen them. And then it'll actually change some of your effects. So like for Iron Man, they were saying like uh, his normally he, uses, he normally he uses like plasma or you can upgrade your plasma. Or right. if you wanted to switch it to gamma, so you could have like, you could be shooting gamma rays, like gamma beams. And yeah. so like then I guess that would affect them like a status effect, like a, like a radiation, I guess. Or, but you can increase, you so you can change up how you play, I guess. Um like what your da- what your abilities are able to do. I do like because they showed it mostly on Iron Man's side how you pick up different. I would say gauntlets, boots, mm. chest plates, helmets, and it alters your character's appearance. It gives them a different type of skin. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought that was cool too, and I'm actually really excited with the cosmetics because if you saw when they were changing like your player, like your character's skin, it would tell you which comic like it came from. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool because I mean, 
there's 80 years of Marvel history. Not for each character, I'm sure. I don't remember. I don't Just know when. total. But yeah. total overall, like, they can come up with com- some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And pull from some already great stories. Um, But I don't know. I'm excited for it. Um, But I you, like big yeah. <laughs> story-driven games. You had on the notes that was completely opposite to what I was talking about. Gameplay looked really fluid. I thought it did. In, in a sense, yes. Mm-hmm. Compared to what square enix has worked on in the previous right it's different from final fantasy 15 and kingdom hearts 2 and 3 gameplay i agree like the way like the combat works um i don't know though i didn't feel though that he like watching the thor gameplay right i didn't feel though like you were kind of like stuck like i I felt like he was hopping around pretty pretty quick and pretty easily i don't think it'll be like spider-man insomniac i'm sorry insomniac spider-man I where think that's you're a good like example of jumping around where you can go to one enemy to the other and right. just do consecutive combos. I don't know if it will be like that. And maybe I would like to see that. Maybe Nat maybe it's based off character. Maybe Nat's character will be able to jump around more like that. Like the more of the martial yeah. arts style, you know? Mm-hmm. Um or Kamala being able to like kind of stretch and pull people or pull two people. Um but uh I don't know. I'm excited. I th- I mean they still have a couple more months. It's September, I think it's supposed to be. This is a out. buy for you. I'm buying it. Okay. I like Square Enix. I mean, I've you I've didn't been finished FF15 though. Nah, I didn't get to finish it, but uh I still loved the game. Yeah. Um and I do want to get at some point I'm going to get the Final Fantasy 7 remake. And then I'm a loyal Kingdom Hearts fan. I mean, I have yeah. been since the first game. Did you see the, there was some news of the they have a Kingdom Hearts it's like a mobile Well, so they already have a mobile game and they're making a second one. And the second one is actually going to focus on like like the main villain over the like that he's been the main bad guy this entire time mm-hmm. but then they're coming out with a new console game but it's looks like it's playing like a mini game so like there's a story aspect to it but the way you do combat and like that kind of stuff is supposed to be like rhythm interesting so it's going to be timing and that kind of stuff um Kingdom Hearts always pushes the limits on like they always change the combat and stuff unless it's if it's not like one of the main games they change up how you do combat every time, um, but yeah I don't know what you can see I, I I like Square Enix and I like their games so and I'm this looks like I'll get to kind of play as you know as the Avengers and I'll get to do like what they're good at in combat I I'm excited to kind of play this game um, so I will definitely get it. Um, I'm reluctant to buy video games now. Money's tight. Money is tight. I I agree with you on that. And I, you know, it's also like it's disappointing. Like you were talking about how you want this to be more than just a twenty-hour game. Yeah, like, I would agree. If it's, I give Division as an example. Mm-hmm. We played the Division a lot. I don't know if you played it as much as I, I didn't did. play as much I as you played did. It, I played it a lot. Yeah, and, and I got definitely more than my money's worth out of it. Yeah, no, and I mean that was a good game. For me though, like this is definitely a story-driven game. It's not open world. It's I like every aspect you can go to is going to be different. They did say that some area like some missions are going to be more an exploration type. You'll have a massive area that you get to explore. And then some of them are going to be like you start at point A, you get to point B. Is there no procedural to it? Procedural. Well, uh, just going back to Destiny, Destiny for example, mm-hmm. you you can rerun through missions and it just it just goes differently though. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling though, like, because based off this, it's like you start, like you have a hub, like you're real, you're rebuilding a helicarrier. 
So like as you like do missions, you can upgrade the helicarrier and unlock certain yeah. aspects, like which I'm assuming unlocks different like missions or different things that come up. Um, but you, then you have like you're looking at like a table, right? And like that's where you'll select your missions. So I, I guess you could always go back and replay your missions, right? But I don't know if it's going to change up anything. Because I think their story. I guess, driven. I guess I wouldn't say that Destiny was procedural. It was more you can just go back mm-hmm. through each of your. I don't even know if I would say missions, but you could just go through different scenarios mm-hmm. on the planet, and you can level up. You can just go back through and clear out enemies. Is that the same? Do you think that's kind of the same? You can just kind of rerun through different. I wouldn't even say missions, just environments. No, I think that... Or everything is just, once you've done it, you're moving on to the next one. That's the vibe I got. Like, you can go... If you want to go back and redo it, because I have a feeling that there'll be, like... um, You know, like, every... Most games like this, even the Spider-Man games, like, they, like... You're like, hey, like, uh, try to web bomb 10 guys, right? Like, they gave you, like... Combat missions. Combat missions. I have a feeling that every hero mission or story mission will have, like, additional combat, like, things that you can do. So I have a feeling that you'll be able to go back to play those to try to like complete those. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't really, I didn't really get a vibe of like, you just get to go back and explore that area. It's definitely like story driven. So if you replay that mission and certain events happen, they're going to happen and again. It's not just going back to explore. Um, I could be wrong. At least that was the vibe I was getting. But I think we spent 25 minutes on this. Cool. Well, we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> We're already 45 in. We spent the first 15 just jacking around. Well, we can take that out. But, okay, let's, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Witcher Season 2. It's... Uh, I'm excited. I The first season was torn between people. Mm-hmm. I never read the books, so mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that's a... It's just a first-hand experience. Because mm-hmm. everybody says reading the books way better obviously for almost every series yeah so no i didn't read the books didn't even read the harry potter books Mm -hmm. so this is just first-hand experience and i mean i played the game a little bit before i even Mm -hmm. uh, before i even watched the show so but what i'm excited they said that there's going to be so what they said for season two is i don't think this is confirmed but i I want to say that somebody, some news news website said this, is that the Wild Hunt is going to be appearing. Okay. And that was you, one of the DLCs. Or was that what the game was, was the about? the main story. Okay. So what the Wild Hunt is, is they're basically interdimensional beings mm-hmm. that are trying to capture Ciri. And the reason they're trying to capture Ciri is because she has elder blood. Okay. And elder blood is what... I believe it's Elder Blood. It's either Elder or Elven. It's not Elven. It's Elder. I think you're right. I think it's Elder. It's Elder Blood. And so that that's what gives her these super enhanced abilities. Okay. And so I think, and throughout The Witcher, season, not season three, but The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. the main topic of it is you're fighting Ciri because you're trying to protect her from the wild hunt because they're trying to capture her. Okay. And I guess either use her or something. So I think that's what is going to be introduced. And that's why it's going to be more linear is because they're going to be introduced in the wild hunt and it's going to be Geralt and Siri 
either on the run or having to defend themselves mm-hmm. something cool i mean that sounds really interesting i like i'm I, I need to go back and play the game and i will eventually but i mean for me i'm just excited like like i like these three characters right that like the main three Geralt, siri and yennefer right and i like the stories that they had in the first and i'm excited now that we're all in the same uh timeline which is something that they've stressed on stressed on that this will be the same timeline yeah um i'm excited to see it play out um we need more shows we just need more i mean not supernatural but just fictional shows yeah and because people people like fantasy stuff like people who normally probably like that normally aren't into fantasy like game of thrones was huge but it's because they have aspects that people like action is big it's another thing why anime has gotten so popular is yeah. because everything is fantasy it's all fantasy yeah not all of it but well not fantasy the in most the, sense the of, most popular ones are fantasy right and i mean like elish dwarves orcs monsters like that kind of stuff but i mean like they take like a a supernatural fictional aspect and they like apply it to like a real world like the problem is so i was, I, I just finished watching the second season of a show called the order mm-hmm. on netflix Great idea, terrible writing. Yeah, and some of the actors are just so bad at what they do. It's and it's not their fault. It's the scripting, mm-hmm. but right because writing is everything. I mean, yeah, like you can have the best actor, but if you have him saying stupid stuff, him or her, like everybody's gonna hate the show because they're like, right. the, like this why? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for season two. Um, I'm excited that they're going to exist on the same timeline that I liked that concept in the first. I don't, I don't know how I would have improved it. I just, I, I can understand how people can get really tripped up about it, but between us two, we, we caught on to it pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. And then like, I think it's like the fourth episode. It's, they it's, confirmed well, it. Well, yeah, it will. It was, they hinted it after the second episode mm. because somebody was still alive. That was supposed to be dead. Right. <laughs> what, what was it? It was series caretaker or something. Oh, her grandma. Was it her grandma? Her grandmother, right? The queen. Is that who you're talking about? I I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he did the... the When he went to the party? Yeah, when he called... I don't remember what the thing that he called was that claimed that he would have Siri. Oh. Uh, Law of Surprise. Yes. That was... I think that was the fourth episode, though, that they showed that party. Okay. So, But the second episode, they hinted at something, because that's when I started thinking that something was off. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, I saw on, uh, I mean, IGN, they said that they were going to start uh, filming again, but they didn't give a date. Um, it was August. August 17th is what I saw on Tech Radar. Um, so it looks like next month, uh, Aberfield Studios uh, is, I guess, where the, that's the studios that The Witcher has been like filming out of. Um, they're opening back up. and uh, Are they filming this behind in cgi or are they filming this similar to lord of the rings where they filmed it in an actual area i actually don't know i don't i'd be interested just be i'd be curious to know yeah i don't know but star wars (laughs) yes that's a whole we have a lot to say we can we can make hours and hours of content talking about that this is gonna be fun but I don't know. What do you think about... Uh, I mean, yeah, all let's, let's I, get into the meat of it. All, EA doubles down. All I have to say is 
if you screw this up, EA, you're you're never. This is this is this is Disney's problem. They screwed it up, but they're too big for anything else to happen. That's not the problem with EA. EA is not too big. Mm-hmm. They're big, but they're not too big. And when they screw this up, they didn't screw it up because they didn't make the Fallen Order. They what is they published it. Mm-hmm. So yes, if they if they have other companies that they have bought out. If they have other companies that end up making their Star Wars games for them. I remember the Star Wars game that was supposed to come out a couple of years ago that was canceled when the merge happened. When Disney bought Star Wars? Yeah. and mm-hmm. I can't remember what that game was called. You, but Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA, he has stated that they want to double down on the intellectual property and canon of Star Wars following the successes of the games they have made. Quote-unquote um, successes. Quote-unquote successes. Um, but if you remember, in 2013, or 2015, I think is when the first Battlefront came out. That was 2013. I think that's when they made the deal. Um, I think it was they made the deal with EA, with uh, Disney, and then Battlefront came out. Uh, 2015. 2015, yeah. So... Um, when it first came out, I mean, and then up until and up until the launch of the second one, it was a rough start. Because um, back in 2013, they were they were given a seven year deal. They made one with Disney where they were going to be the only uh, creative powers for Star Wars games. Um, but in seven years, they only got four games out out of all their studios. They got four games out. Um, I don't know. Do you think they deserve a second chance to double down? If so, in the deal was 2013. 2013. They have seven years, mm-hmm. so this is it. Obviously, they're going to have Fallen Order 2. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're probably going to make. Actually, I don't know if they'll make another Battlefront because the Battlefront that they have right now is clean. It wasn't clean when it first came out. Right. But it it's it's good. It's got mm-hmm. it's got all the eras. So. I will give EA the benefit of the doubt. They've done well with some aspects. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I would say Battlefield is a mess right now. But as far as the Star Wars goes, they they've done they've done all right. They've done okay. It took them a bit. I feel like at it the took beginning, them a couple tries. Yeah. Um. Because when. When Battlefront first came out, the first one, right? I mean, people were excited about it, but like it really didn't sell massive. And then when Battlefront Two came out with all that drama with the loot boxes and the pay to win, pay to win stuff, like I mean, it took a while. Um, I don't know. I mean, we say quote unquote success. If you look at the last seven years, though, the first Battlefront has sold fourteen million copies to date. Battlefront Two has sold thirty three million. They've done a ton of sales on Battlefront 2. Yeah. After, order I think has, after the first year, it went on massive sales. Yes. Because, they, I mean, they fixed it. They they, yeah. they they cleaned it up. Fallen Order has had 10 million. And then um, 
I don't, I don't really pay attention to mobile games that much. I like playing them, but the Galaxy of Heroes, it came out in 2015. It's popular. And it's, yeah, it's very popular. Like, they peaked at $254.3 million for being spent on the game. Yeah, so that game is a turn-based... Strategy. You have, like, a yeah, team of six. Turn-based, and you, you just... Yeah, you go through and you fight other... I don't know, if do you fight players or do you fight just NPC? Both. Okay. Both. So, my issue with when EA became the sole proprietary Star Wars creative team mm-hmm. and they shut down the game that we're looking at right now, Star Wars 1313. So I don't know if you... Uh, I do remember that name. I remember that game, so but this, I don't remember how much was released about it. So this game was going to be about what people suspected was a young Boba Fett. This was so. This would have taken was, place in the like uh, end of the Clone Wars. This would be this would be beginning of. It wouldn't be end of Clone Wars because Boba was really young. This okay. So it would be probably the beginning of a New Hope because we don't see Boba till not till Episode Five. Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In because they didn't show him in Rebels. That was one aspect they left alone, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they they did not show him in Rebels. They yeah. So the last we heard from Boba when it was the Clone Wars, he just went off to do his own thing. I think he got he got mad at I don't remember who it was, but well, he was he was working with Aura Singh to try to kill Mace Windu, but then he started his own team because remember Asajj joins them for a little bit. But I think that mission's the last we see of him. Yeah. So, I mean, I think yeah. he just so took his went, team and Things went haywire and he just left. kind of went off. Yeah. So um, this right here, and there was some gameplay on it. I People suspect that it's Boba Fett, but it's basically just a young bounty hunter in Coruscant. Not in Coruscant, but it was, uh, yeah, in Coruscant's underworld. That would have been cool. I mean, it would have been awesome. I mean, my, concept. my question is, why? Why would you discontinue a game that has such good potential as this? I think I think this game would have sold more than Fallen Order. Maybe it would have depended on who the character is. But I think. it's completely new stuff. It's I mean, obviously Fallen Order is new mm-hmm. stuff, but it's it's reused stuff. It's mm-hmm. okay. Well, there's stormtroopers everywhere and this it's right after order 66 this is i mean is boba fett is still mysterious to everybody unless you've read the books or comics right but this is this is something that's completely new you 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 only see the coruscant underworld in the clone wars tv show mm-hmm. in a in a little bit in attack of the clones mm-hmm. but when yeah just exploring Coruscant's underworld and not being a Jedi, I think I would have been on. I would have been on board 100 with it. Yeah, it definitely would have been cool. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think Disney making a deal with just EA to make Star Wars games, right? I feel like that's you're limiting yourself. Um, which to bring up at, at the 2020 Dice Summit. Uh, that just happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney, uh, I forget the name of who who it was, but a Disney representative was there, and he 
announced to all the creators, all the different gaming companies that were there, that they want to tap into the creative powers of the gaming industry, and that they want to. What does that even mean? They did. He opened up saying like, if you guys want to make a Aladdin video game or. I mean, anything that Disney owns. He said that if you guys want to make a game, like, we want to support that. But then with Star Wars, they're just like, but EA gets Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like, I mean, Amy Hennig, right? I mean, she did, she was like the, like one of the head people for Fallen Order. I mean, she came from Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you could make the argument that there was a very heavy Naughty Dog influence on not the company itself, but the mindset, the, the thinking, the, 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 well, the, the creative aspect, the, the dialogue, I think um, dialogue you can. Yeah. Um, but fallen order was, it was amazing. It yeah. was an EA game, but it wasn't, it wasn't, just an it EA. wasn't, I wouldn't even call it an EA game. I'd call it a respawn game. Respawn well, that's that's an EA studio though. It is an EA studio. EA just recently bought them out, but they're, they're known for Titanfall for apex. Right. So they, they do really well when it comes to gameplay Mm -hmm. and obviously EA not so great at now. So as far as what EA was in control of when it came to Mm -hmm. the development of fallen order, we don't know that, but I would say, I don't know. I would say that Respawn had a lot of creative control. I would agree. I'm, I feel like they did. Um, I don't know. But now we get Star Wars Squadrons, which... I don't care for. I, I Yeah, like, it looks cool. It looks, yeah. I, I Flying inside the cockpit of a, I don't know, a, a, an X-Wing an or A-Wing, or an A-wing X-wing yeah. Or Y-Wing or B-Wing. There's so many different wings. Or TIE Fighter, TIE Interceptor. <laughs> it, tie either en- it either ends in wing or... Starts tie. with tie. <laughs> There's no tie wing though. Whoever creatively named these starships, they weren't the greatest. Well, it, yeah, because flying in the cockpit looks cool, right? And you're, it's taking place, and it's VR. That too, which is going to be really cool. I think I don't I have a VR set. I think but it's I think a cool that's cool. Yeah, if you want to get in VR, good luck. But it's too expensive. They seem to really be focusing on, except for Fallen Order, but with Battlefront Two and now Squadrons. And the Mandalorian is an aspect of, of this as well. They're really focusing on the end of episode six to beginning of episode seven. That timeline. The Mandalorian is eight years after that. The Battlefront 2 campaign takes place right after the fall of Endor. And then the Squadrons game is the same thing. Um, I think it takes place some of the end of the Rebel of the Rebellion and then the after effects. But here's an idea. Why not do something new? I agree. Like, so I I got two questions then. So like, tell Kathleen that. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen, if you would like to have a discussion, hey Kathleen, remember that <laughs> remember that quote that you said about you don't have any outside resources, and then there's a library of books and comics behind you. Jeez. Um. But uh, so the thing with the games though is that they're canon. The stories that they tell and that EA makes, they're Disney considered has announced canon. That. Yes. So the Battlefront Two campaign, uh, Iden or I know oh, Iden Versio, I think is her name. She's canon, and everything that happened in that game too. Um, Fallen Order, canon. Um, the Star Wars Squadron campaign will be canon. So, how do you feel about video games being 
considered canon when it comes to an overall IP? When it's done right, I'm all for it. Fallen Order, it doesn't significantly change anything. It just adds to it. Right. It told a whole new story. It just adds to it. Mm. It just... Obviously... So, when I say do something new, people are going to say, oh... Yes, Fallen Order was new, Mm -hmm. and it added on to what was already happening, Order 66, which we never really got to see the true aftermaths of Order 66, or even when it was happening. Right, right. Season 7 of the Clone Wars. We just saw Anakin. Saw a little bit, and then... Plo Koon, and... Right, all the Jedi dying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't mind them adding on to mm-hmm. what is already happening between episode one and episode nine, if they do it right. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested to see if they do it right with Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, but obviously, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are really asking for something outside of the Sky Skywalker saga. Yeah, I, I would think, I think that Disney... For, in my opinion, did not, they ruined the it's, Skywalker saga. Like, well, they completely dismantled the chosen one. And I mean, they just got rid of, like they said, Hey, everything that happened in episode six, like no, didn't really happen. No, everything that happened since episode one. Yeah. Didn't matter. That's true. Um, midichlorians. I'm not even mad at those anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think that games being canon, I mean, I think we finally reached the point where video games are just as much of a story platform as books. Oh, they're more. Books. You, get, you right. get more out of, well, okay, you're saying books. I think you're going with movies. Well, well, books, movies, and TV shows, right? Like, Well, you get more out of a video game than you do with a movie, 100%. Well, absolutely, because one, I mean, the story content is more detailed than it's over a longer period of time, whereas a movie's only going to be two to three hours. But what I'm saying is, like, back when we were growing up, people weren't like video games weren't as popular as they were now. So now to have canon stories be a part of video games, I think is a big thing. Um, I agree. They have to be done right. And I would say that unless you're focusing on characters that have not been given a main focus, like uh, I, I think that a specifically clone Wars video game, where you play as like Rex, you know, or like you play as a character who people love, but is different. I think people would like that. But I agree with you that over the episode one through nine, people are done. Like this is cool. Let's get out of that. I would say I'm just done with episode four through nine. Why is that? Because there's so much more you can do with Clone Wars. I agree. I mean, the Clone Wars, I mean, as far as like, um, I mean, what was going on? I mean, there was two massive armies fighting it out. Like, yeah, there's a lot there's more, you more can to do. it. I just, one of the, one of the greatest thought, not <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I would say the best example of something that Disney can pull from Dave Filoni is the bad batch. If you made a movie off oh, the bad batch, yeah. People would be going crazy. Oh, it would be great. It'd be awesome. But yeah, I mean, obviously. So the thing is with the Bad Batch is 
not every clone looks the same. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a cast of people that all look the same. Right, you don't need Morrison. <laughs> you can just, yeah. yeah. You don't need a hundred dudes in a cafeteria looking all the same, talking to each other. Right. No. Right. So you can get you can get different you can get different actors and create a mm-hmm. story on the Bad Batch that's similar to a Republic Commando. Yeah. No, I agree. Because uh, no. that's ultimately what they are is they're mm-hmm. just special forces. Which random side thing? They should bring back the Commandos. Make it, that first game was phenomenal. Do a re. Either relaunch it or just Not carry re- on. Relaunch it. Do a remaster. That and then add on. Yeah. It ends open. You know, it was it was a phenomenal game. But honestly, what I want out of a Star Wars game now, let's go back to Old Republic. Not Kotor. high, not High Republic. Not a hundred years before. Kotor. Hey, but High Republic, I—they're I, going somewhere. They're getting somewhere. Now uh, this is okay. this is what this is during the peace time. Well, there was a thousand years of peace. Yeah. So I mean, which I guess I can understand. Like, like what do you do over a thousand years of peace? Like, well, that's war type peace. Uh, or true. Is that, is that war type piece or Sith type piece? Because if you you can have Sith, well, you can still. Have I remember wars. what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you can still have wars, still other Sith planets, civil and, wars, that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, no, there was. I mean, I mean, the line is that there hasn't been a Sith in a thousand years that they have that the Jedi have had to fight right. and deal with, right. right? Or at least maybe on, or maybe they're thinking on the scale that like Bane was, whatever, like the Mandalorian War. Yeah, you know. Um. I think that was Revan. Revan. Well, it wasn't Coder. But. Um, I don't know who the last big. Well, there's not. There's like only like three canon Sith Lords now. I think Bane is like the last. It's like the first one. Um, uh, What about Plagueis? Oh, Plagueis. Well, so that's something that isn't discussed. <laughs> like, we have the tragedy, which is. An amazing, amazing part of episode three. Amazing minutes of it's so great. Palpatine's it's, story. It's one of my favorite parts in the movie. Um, but like I believe there was there was books about him, and he was actually alive. I think up to episode three, or maybe up to the start of the Clone Wars. Oh, I was about to say who's Darth Tyrannus, but that's dope. That's Dooku. Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Plagueis. I, I I feel like seeing Plagueis would be cool. He's thirty two. BBY. And he was killed by his master. So okay, yeah. So you're saying peace as in the Sith haven't? I believe so. Drastically changed something or been mm-hmm. a threat to the like. There's a big gray area the there, order. right? But there's yeah. also a, like Star Wars isn't entirely Jedi and Sith. No. So, I mean, obviously there was the Mandalorian War. There was... I, well, that was against the Jedi. Um, well, it was the Civil War and then the Jedi intervened, I think. Don't quote me on this. I don't know the full story. It's been a long time since I've played Coder. Regardless. Anyway. Um, I don't know. I like... If it's going to be a story game, I want it to be a new story. And I don't want there. I want it to tell 
something new, something unique. I don't want Jedi anymore. I'm kind of sick of Jedi. I want. Let's follow Cal. I'm cool with the Fallen Order. Well, so I'm I'm done with Jedi, but I'm not done with lightsabers or because the dark saber. Well, that's true. It's a great example. I mean, it's been around since the Mandalorian Wars, mm-hmm. and many people have held it. Mm-hmm. So you could do you could do a game based on the dark saber and just centered around one person who finds the dark saber or who yeah no takes i agree the dark saber and i don't know do a story i actually kind of want a i think a, i think a good i think a good one and i wouldn't mind this this being between episode three and four mm-hmm. but just a true horror type darth vader game what do you mean horror? Just the, I would say the darkness of Darth Vader at that time. Oh, so not so much like a scary game, but like a... I would say a scary one too. I don't know how they would do it, but I wouldn't even... I would... The only thing I can reference is to is Dead Space type. Where it's just... You want Darth Vader fighting space zombies? No, not space zombies, but... <laughs> It would be, it would be, you would be the one that's the, yeah, the uh, ultimate. Okay. I see what you're saying. So it would be complete darkness and you're going up against rebels and Mm -hmm. whoever else. Well, okay. So I don't know. Like, I feel like for EA, like I kind of want them to (coughs) like, shoot, like, I don't know. Like the, the, the squadron game is cool. But I almost wish, like, okay, like, why are we introducing new characters? Maybe let's focus on someone who didn't have a spotlight. I don't know. Or create somebody with a spotlight. Or, yeah, I don't know. Um, or, like, uh, I feel like they're kind of making the same. I don't know. I, I, I want to see more variety. Just, no one's made. Just, no, they're they're, milking the cow. I want to see another good Star Wars, um, like, RTS game, right? Where, like. And maybe you start it in a new era, or maybe you make it a Clone Wars era game where you're building, like, you're establishing, like... Your own army. An army, right? You do kind of stuff like that. You can tell a story what along that line. The, there, what was the RTS Star Wars game? I feel like there was one. Maybe I'm making it there is. up. I'm thinking of Halo Wars for some reason. Empire War. Ah, yes. But that was that was a galactic era. Okay. But it wasn't Clone Wars. I got you. I mean, okay, but like you regardless, know. I mean, just to see what is it? What were the what were the tanks that held the droids? It was the eight. It was the that held the droids, the ones that like spit them out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember their names. I just remember they look weird. They're kind of funny looking. It was the MTT. Yes. Just to build multiple MTTs and just just drop droids. battle droids. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Or like, uh, I, I just feel like they need to follow a character and expand on their story. If they're going to make a story based game, stop making new characters, explore one who are you done? Are you done with trilogies or do you want, are you okay with just seeing? Cause with, with Cal, I'm okay with that ending. I think that ending was, it fine. ended well. I would yeah. be fine. I don't think Star Wars needs to resort to always making trilogies. Well, well, especially after seven, eight, nine, I'm done. I don't want any more Star Wars trilogies. I'm done with movies. Um, 
but uh, they could have followed Hera in Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, yeah, because she is in it. She's in it. Why not make her the main focus? Mm. Explain, like, Rebels did a good job setting her up, and then throughout... You just talked about creating new characters, though. Not necessarily. I either I was saying, like, take a character who isn't as popular or as famous and then spotlight them. Okay. So, Hera. Not a lot of people watched Rebels. Like, I wouldn't say that all people who were Star Wars fans who watched the movies know anything about the Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Right. That would be a lesser... It's still pretty big, but that's a, that's a less amount of people who know about that. So spotlight her. She's a phenomenal pilot. Like, that would make sense to me. Wait, you just fly the ghost around the whole time? Sure, why not? <laughs> but she in the show, she fought, she she flew the X-Wings and the... That's true. She, yes. I mean, she flew the other ships. Yeah. So you could do stuff like that. Um. But we keep introducing new things. And then Disney feels obligated that they have to... And I feel lately Star Wars has become political in the sense of not like the shows themselves like have politics in them, but like the agendas that they're trying to push across. Oh, that's yeah. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm just saying like, I just, I just go just back, having, go back to making the, star Wars in, the way it the, was in the dominant figures that they have. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just go back to making star Wars to what it was. There was politics in star Wars. Bring that back. That was an awesome aspect of the Clone Wars TV show. You know what star Wars should do is, is create, different types of weaponry that break the system. You mean like ramming into a star destroyer with the <laughs> at light speed. God, that just that killed it for me. I was done after that. Yeah, and I get stuck on that because if you think about it, that is a logical like you could do that. Well, I mean that that that's always been an option. I just but now that when we saw it in 8, it did kind of maybe everybody just hadn't thought of it up to that point. I don't know. The technology a thousand years ago. No, I was, mean us as fans. Oh, us as fans. Like that was like, I can honestly say like, I didn't ever think about that as being an option. Well, so then when Ryan Johnson did that, of course everybody kind of went, there's, but oh. there's different ways that you can approach. I don't know. Light speed or not light speed, but whatever speed that they go at, because it, the, 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 the typical light speed hyperspace, the, the typical, diagram that people show for Mm -hmm. how you do a wormhole through time is you just fold a piece of paper space and then you poke a hole and then that's what you go through so everything that's out there ends up getting folded up with it as well Mm -hmm. so would you really run into it or would you just go from one spot to the other you know well i don't know if i don't know if star wars has ever explained the science behind light speed and hyperspace right so i don't know for sure but but I think that's, I think that's the premise. The premise of the High Republic is they were talking about that the beginning of High Republic will be a, I think a High Republic ship or some kind of ship that gets destroyed from hyperspace. So everything is still moving at hyperspace, but it's running into planets, and so. Oh, interesting. They were talking about how there needs to be some kind of massive disaster for something to to take place for the High Republic. And so what they were saying is that pirates maybe destroy a ship while it's in hyperspace and then it starts destroying planets. And Interesting. That's cool. So, uh, Hondo. 
Oh my god, dude! A game as Hondo would be phenomenal. Not even a game, dude. I just want a movie. <laughs> who, who do you who do you want who do you want to play as Hondo? Dude, I don't even know. You need to like you need Marky s- Mark. No, gosh, I love Mark. I do like Marky Mark, but he plays everything. Yeah, I know. And I feel like at this point, like I guess I love him and Johnny Depp. I feel like he could do it. I mean, he could do a good Hondo. I mean, but you put Johnny Depp in any makeup, and he takes like he can take over. Ah, uh, but he does the really kooky characters. That's true. That's true. Hondo is kind of a fast talker, though, almost kind of like Ryan Reynolds is with Deadpool, but not so much like in a sarcastic kind of way, kind of like a smooth smuggler kind of way, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to give that some more thought. But all in all, back to the EA doubling down. I think EA now has earned a second chance, but I still think that Disney, I mean, their seven-year contract's almost up. So whether they, whether they make them the only sole proprietor or EA is just saying like, we have a good relationship with Disney now where we are still going, us as a gaming company are going to focus on Star Wars. Um, I think EA has, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, the biggest problem that I have with EA is that they haven't announced anything aside from squadrons. So I don't have, well, obviously E3 and all the other mm -hmm. conferences haven't happened, but they still had their little EA state of play. Yeah. And they could have said that we're working on, I don't know, two, two other games Mm -hmm. that are coming out in the next Two to three years, I'd, I'd be, and they would say, "Okay, well, this one's a single player game. This one's a multiplayer game, right? With a single player campaign, right? Right? Yeah, like they're not really. And I think they're EA not, has also not, reached its point. They're not throwing us a bone. I well, need a bone. Like what you were saying about Disney, right? Like Disney's reached their point where they're so big, they just kind of do what they want. I think yeah. EA for gaming has kind of reached that point too, where they're like, "Eh, like just trust us. We're we're, we're gonna double down. It'll be good. It'll well, be good." But then, like, we're like, okay, like, well, then tell us. Like, give us a, like... Well, the the gaming industry can take a harder hit than the entertainment industry. Because Disney has other properties, not just Star Wars. So, if people stopped watching Star Wars movies, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't care. But for EA, the only thing that EA has right now... Well, that's a a bet. They have EA Sports. They have... Well, they have a whole bunch of other stuff. They do. But people really... Do mm-hmm. people remember in the gaming industry? No, I agree. But I, I feel like, though, like, EA still is, like, they're not an independent company. They're not a small company. They're not a small independent company. Right. So, like, they can, like, they that, can afford that's, to... That's the meme that everybody says. Well. About whether it's Epic Games or oh, yeah. Activision. Whenever something just doesn't go right, they say, yep, this is a small independent company. Well, that's fair. Okay. Meaning that they have the power to do it. Yeah. It's just not. Anyways. Yeah. So EA, they they haven't announced anything, but I'm okay with I'm okay with what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I just want something. I want something new. Yeah, not, new, new. Yeah, something that we have not seen yet. Yes, outside of one through nine. Yes, outside of Skywalker. But I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. The sky is the limit with Star Wars. Yeah, Disney just, you know. The sky is the limit, but the creative team at Disney is dog. Dave Filoni. 
That's a whole other. He's the whole. He he's the he's only the reason Star Wars. Lucasart. Yeah, I mean he is the direct descendant. He's not a direct descendant, but he's a direct subject to George Lucas. Dave Filoni. He's the chosen one. There's there was a meme on there's a meme on iFunny where it was George Lucas watching the Star Wars movies and I he saw says, that. "Yeah, I would have never have done that." <laughs> it was a deep fake and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, but it was funny. funny, but no. Dave Filoni will bring balance to Star Wars. No, he won't. He will bring balance to the Force. He won't because Kathleen will let him. She's the Sith Lord. Dave Filoni. The Sith Lord is winning. Well, yeah. Star Wars is all about hope. (laughs) But the little guy coming up. Dude, how long is it going to (laughs) take? I don't know. Well. Yeah. Although... Dave some kind of sometimes has some eh moments. Well, I think he kind of is forced into those eh moments. Yeah. Well, there were some instances of the Mandalorian that weren't the best, but also well, he wasn't, he wasn't the full leading. creative. Yeah, it was him and John. Yeah. But I think John really was the one that was t- taking lead of that. I, I mean, I know he, him and yeah, all he did lead, but him I and Dave worked together. Is the conversation sure. between the two stormtroopers? Dude, movie about them. Well, that TV was show. that was one hundred percent Dave. Oh, probably there was no way that was John. Probably maybe it was John. Ah, Favreau's pretty good. He's funny, but well, that's all the time that we have for today. I mean, we do have more time, but at the same time, it's been an well, hour and thirty. We ran out of content. I will that we've discussed previously about discussing on the podcast. So, yeah, catch us next week. We'll have some more stuff. Well, I don't know what what else we'll talk about. Maybe we'll keep Verizon. it out on the news. We'll talk about uh. It's not a whole lot of news coming out. We'll see. But I'm one of your hosts, Sean Snyder. I am also one of your hosts, Tucker. And uh, we don't have outro music, so I'll just to do us out. Boom. Thanks for listening. Bye.